It's a Feedback Thursday show. We get to hear what's on your mind as an L.A. Kings fan. Lots of comments about the Kings possibly looking to get Jacob Chikrin and more on this edition of Locked on L.A. Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I appreciate all of your support. I am Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, the past 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and, of course, a passionate LA Kings fan. For the past 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. It is a feedback Thursday. It doesn't really flow off the tongue like feedback Friday, but what are you going to do? Uh, on Friday's show, we're going to have to talk about the Kings' big win over the stars, hopefully. Uh, but today, we will read and discuss your comments and your questions sent via email or posted on our YouTube episodes. And by the way, I had a meeting with the guy who's in charge of all the Locked On NHL shows just kind of to discuss the format of the shows that I've been doing to give some feedback, constructive criticism, that kind of thing. And I was hoping he wasn't going to say anything negative about the feedback shows. And in fact, the opposite. He actually said he thought the feedback shows were a great idea. So very good there. Um, By the way, the numbers that we are generating as far as all the analytics for this show are super, super good strong uh, and growing. So again, thank you guys for all of your support of the show. Uh, We will begin with uh, the good old-fashioned email sent to LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. And our first email comes from Luke in LA. And I believe this is the Luke that was actually named after Luke Robitaille, which is awesome. Uh, Luke says, I sent an email a few weeks ago frustrated at the King's recent play, and I was even on board with firing Todd McClellan. However, That email was sent a day before their huge win in Boston, which began the Kings' best run of the season. I am one to admit it when I'm wrong, and I acknowledge that McCullen has a team playing well, and I obviously take back my calls to have them fired. Phoenix Copley has saved the Kings' season and his consistency, giving them a chance to win every night. My frustration has turned to joy, as this is the most excited I have ever felt watching Kings hockey. He says, I was too young when they won their cups. With that, my question is, do you see the Kings as legitimate contenders in a wide-open Western Conference, and should they be looking to add at the deadline, keep up the great work, and go Kings go? Well, Luke, I actually did kind of address a lot of this in the um, Wednesday show, so if you haven't checked that out, uh, please do so. As far as the Kings looking to add at the trade deadline, absolutely yes. They are definitely buyers looking to improve. And uh, as as you mentioned, the Western Conference, and as I mentioned uh, on Wednesday show, the Western Conference is it's it's strong, but it's not quite the the path that uh, some teams are going to have to face over in the Eastern Conference. Um, when you look at the teams right now that are contending, obviously you've got Vegas in first place, Winnipeg is in first place in the Central. Talking about the Western Conference, um, you know those are teams I think the Kings can hang with. I'm not saying the Kings should be any kind of a favorite right now to win the Stanley Cup, but again. Vegas, Seattle, um, Dallas, who they're going to play tonight. I mean, those are all good, solid teams. But I think the Kings are a pretty good, solid team as well. Now, do they have the goaltending of, say, a Dallas, for example, or a Winnipeg? No. But like I said, I don't think that the Kings 
position is um, not bad. Um, it's it's a it's a strong position. I think the Western Conference is fairly open, and I think this is perhaps an opportunity that Rob Blake maybe didn't see at the beginning of the year as far as him be, being more willing to make a bold move, that maybe he looks at this window saying, it's open right now, don't know if it's going to be next season, but let's let's go for it this year because of the circumstances. So that may be a factor in the Kings being a little bit more aggressive at the deadline. I don't think they're going to do anything crazy over the top. They're not going to mortgage the future necessarily for this season, but I, I, to answer your question, yes, uh, active at the deadline. And yes, I think there is an opportunity this year uh, in the Western Conference for the Kings to actually maybe make a deep run. Uh, our next email comes from Jacob. He is in Costa Mesa and he says, quick could use a hard reset uh, for, and for the team's sake, I hope he gets one. Uh, we will absolutely need him in good form down the stretch. I'm not too bothered by the decision to put him in net against New Jersey. I think a challenge against a good team could be just the thing to galvanize his play as we enter the second half of the season. Alex Ayafalo is having a sneaky good season after returning from injury, perhaps not reflected so much in his numbers, but he looks very comfortable pushing up the net with Zeno and has great chemistry on the second line, rapidly becoming one of my favorites. Could you see Martin Kromiak making his way up to L.A. if he keeps performing in his current form? Seems to have a knack for scoring. Keep up the great work. Really enjoyed listening to the show on my way home from my job. Go Kings, go. Uh, all right. Thank you, Jacob, for the uh, for the email. Or, yeah, for the email. Um, as far as Alex Iafalo, you know, I said it at the beginning of the year, I thought him playing on the top line was just a stretch for him. But, you know, he was a good soldier doing what was asked for him. But he's much more... Uh, I think suited for a second or a third line role. So yeah, um, he's an underrated guy. I think uh, certainly a lot of Kings fans are getting an appreciation for seeing him now for what he's doing. I'd be interested to see what they're going to do with Alex. Once Trevor Moore comes back, does Moore go right back on the second line and they move I follow down to the third line? I would think so, but uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, as far as um, Martin Kromiak, uh, I mentioned it on Wednesday's show, um, has had a really great stretch recently, four goals in five games, I believe. This after a super slow start and missing time early because he had an appendectomy going into the season. Um, he, this is his first season in the AHL, so I think the Kings want to give him a long, hard look at that level before maybe calling him up or thinking about that. Maybe, maybe it's possible if everything's going well that they could call him up as a luxury to give him a little taste of the NHL as a reward if he's really doing well. Um, and I certainly don't expect him to keep up the pace that he's on right now, but it is encouraging that he's playing very well of late. But I think, again, first season in the AHL, I think let him get a really, really solid season in the A before we really think about bringing him up to the NHL. Uh, Jennifer in San Diego says, do you think the Kings would possibly think about sending Jonathan Quick down to the AHL like they did with Cal Peterson to help him find his game? I know you said it could be tough for Quickie to get back on track if he isn't playing as much, and it seems like that's the case with Copley playing uh, right now. Keeping my fingers crossed, Quickie can bounce back. I get so stressed watching him in net, just praying he doesn't let in a bad goal. We still believe in number 32. Go Kings, go. Uh, Jennifer, I don't see that as a possibility um, I just can't imagine the Kings trying to send Jonathan Quick down to the AHL. Um, you know, they'll certainly have a tough decision to make if and when Cal Peterson gets his game going. I don't think he's there yet for them to even consider that. I just can't see that as a possibility, honestly. Um, I mean, the only way I could even imagine that happening is if, if, if Jonathan Quick himself floated the idea. Um, but I, I don't see that happening as well. So, no, I, I can't imagine Jonathan Quick going to the A and getting some time in uh, to try and find his game. I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's uh, something that's going to happen. Uh, this came from Bert Lee. 
And he was responding to an email we had on our last feedback show from Leslie and also DJ on YouTube had this as well. But uh, Leslie had asked if I knew what was written on the back of Phoenix Copley's mask. And I, I had a picture of it and I did a, a, an internet search and tried to find out. I couldn't find out, but it looked like I thought maybe it was scripture from the Bible or maybe some sort of um, motivational quote. Um, but Bert uh, sent a picture of the back of Phoenix Copley's mask, and it is a quote, uh, and here's what it says, quote, he who reigns within himself and rules passions, desires, and fears is more than a king, end quote. Uh, I think I got that right. He who reigns within himself and rules passions, desires, and fears is more than a king. Uh, it is a quote from the English poet and intellect John Milton, who was alive in the 1600s. Uh, he was famous for writing Paradise Lost, uh, the quote is seen as advice to a king to moderate his passions for his own good and the good of the nation. So uh, that's that's pretty cool. Um, like I said, I don't know much about Phoenix Copley. I know the Kings have been doing these. Uh, they just started these features, uh, kind of like a day with the king or a behind the scenes with the king. They did Alex Ayafalo and uh, him, him and his passion for surfing. Uh, Jarrett Stoll, I think they did the first one on. I'd love to see one on Phoenix Copley and get to know more about him. I don't know much about him. Uh, seems like uh, from that quote, he may be a learned man. Um, but that's a that's a pretty cool quote to have on the back of his uh, of his of his mask. And of course, being an LA King, uh, very cool. And thank you to uh, Bert and uh, for DJ for passing that along. Thank you to all who took the time to email. We uh, got a lot of great feedback, and we've got a lot of stuff to talk about as far as from uh, co comments from the YouTube episodes over the past couple of days, especially about the Kings and Jacob Chikrin, as you might imagine. And we're going to get into that in just a second. But first, I need to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every pro and college league out there from the NFL playoffs to the NBA and college basketball, uh, eSports as well. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. BetOnline is always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to BetOnline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. So uh, let's check in on the YouTube comments from this week. Uh, we had a lot of them, and uh, I'll try to get to as many of them as I can. Um, and they hit on a lot of different things. The first one comes from Big Lebowski. Um, I loved your movie, by the way, uh, dude. Um, he says, the Kings should definitely try to get Ivan Provorov, if available for the right price. Sexual orientation should be a private business and should not be a part of sports. We have to hear about social issues on a daily basis. Sports was meant to be an escape from all of that. Provorov didn't hurt anyone, and if not for stupid media, most folks wouldn't hear anything about the incident. Good for him and for Torts for having his players back. Uh, as a fan, I would love to have this guy, uh, a like guy like this, on the team. That one man's opinion, um, he says, that's one man's opinion, as the great Lee Hacksaw Hamilton would say. Well, Big Lebowski, you are certainly showing your age by quoting Lee Hacksaw Hamilton. I want to talk sports with you that's my that's my awful the hacksaw hamilton impression he was a longtime radio host uh, in san diego uh that was uh that was kind of infamous anyway um yeah the ivan Provorov thing i'm sure you all have probably heard about it if not real quick they had pride night philadelphia flyers they wore the rainbow colored jerseys and ivan Provorov didn't take part because he said of his religious beliefs and there's been a big firestorm 
over all this. Um, my comment on this, and I'll try and be brief about this, is I'll, I'll give you a, an example of how I feel about things like this. I am very, very passionate about people being respectful during the national anthem, standing you know, at attention, taking off your hat, being quiet. For whatever reason, that is a really big deal to me. I did grow up in a military family, although I never considered joining the military and serving or anything like that. And I wasn't raised in a super, super patriotic family. I just, for whatever reason, that's something that's kind of deep inside me that I feel super strongly about. If I were a coach or a GM and I had a player come to me and say, you know what, I really don't want to stand for the national anthem for whatever their reasons would be. And he said, and if he said, I, I'd rather stay in the locker room than be on the ice or on the bench. And then once it's over, I, I'll come out and I'll play the game. Um, I wouldn't agree with that. Um, I might even try and have a discussion with him to talk him out of it. But in the end, if that was what he felt strongly about, um, I would be okay with it. Um, and I kind of feel that way with Ivan Provorov as well. Um, he, you may not agree with his reasonings behind his decision, but not everybody believes the same things. And I think, unfortunately, it seems in our society today, we're super um, aggressive about people who don't believe the same things that we believe. I mean, we can agree to disagree, I would think, on things, even things that we're passionate about, uh, and and take other people's histories and their beliefs into consideration. So that's how I feel about the Ivan Provorov thing. Um, I think he has his beliefs that he should be allowed to, you know, obviously uh, follow. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't have done it if I were him, but then again, I wasn't raised the way he was. So um, I, I, again, I think we should be able to agree to disagree without having to cancel people. The whole cancel culture thing to me is ridiculous. Uh, I, I get the, you know, if you, if you feel strongly about this, I get your passions for this. Um, and you're not wrong to have an opinion that you have, but like I said, we should be, I think more ironically tolerant, uh, of other people's opinions and beliefs. And it seems like we're not really a lot of us, unfortunately, or at least people that are out there on Twitter and all that stuff, uh, aren't really open to that kind of thing, which is sad. Um, one thing big Lebowski said real quick that I absolutely love about sports is that it is a uniter and very rarely a divider. Of course we have our, our, you know, we're Kings fans. So we're all about that. But I'm, my point is one thing I've always loved about being a sports fan is that I can go to a game and I could sit next to a 80 year old Asian woman uh, and we could high five when the Kings score a goal, you know what I mean? Or whatever the case is, uh, young, old, black, white, male, female, whatever your background is, it doesn't matter. We can all unite over being Kings fans. And there's something really cool about that and special about that. And um, yeah, hopefully, you know, these things do pop up occasionally and sometimes they, they kind of get in the way of that a little bit. And I'm not saying there aren't important topics and uh, things like that, but I agree with you. I, I love when sports uh, bring people together and are an escape from a lot of the other things that we have to talk about and, and do. So anyway, uh, our next, uh, message from the YouTube channel comes from AJ and he says, uh, T-Mac makes some very questionable decisions at times talking about head coach Tom McClellan. Earlier this season, a lot of us, including myself, were questioning T-Mac's time here in L.A. as head coach, but their play of late has uh, quieted that talk, but it still doesn't erase his questionable decisions at times. You were spot on with your decision about playing Jonathan Quick against a top team in New Jersey. There are some questionable line combinations and shortening of the bench decisions that I don't always agree with. QB, Quentin Byfield, Sure is good at one thing, and that is testing the patience and the speculation of Kings fans. 
He sometimes looks promising, not great, but promising. And then at other times he looks forgettable and very mediocre at best. Hopefully Jonathan Quick can salvage what might be his last season as a king and hopefully QB can start improving his game and decision-making and start putting together multiple games of good decisions, scoring chances, and flashes of what everyone saw in him to draft him number two overall. As for Phoenix Copley uh, being our man, he looks like he's fairly solid, big frame, quiet in net, and seems to be gaining in confidence not only in himself, but from the team in how they play when he's in net. I won't run out and, and buy a Copley jersey yet or anything, but I don't see him as the big picture here in LA, but I will say I am thankful for what he is doing as he is a pretty good piece as to why the Kings are still sitting in a playoff position. Uh, go Kings go. And again, that was from AJ. Um, our next uh, message that was posted on the YouTube channel comes from Robert Wu. And he says, I agree 100% with you regarding Byfield. Just needs more time and experience to develop into a star forward. Kempe got real good at age 24, 25. Velarde this year is 23. QB will be very good by 21-22, in my humble opinion. Also, don't give up on Alex Turcotte. As long as he stays healthy, will probably be a star or superstar, but should be a solid NHL player. Also agree that Brendan Lemieux isn't productive enough. Robert, we have news coming up a little bit later on on Alex Turcotte. Uh, we've got a lot of Jacob Chikrin comments to get to, uh, and there are a variety of opinions, and we will do that in just a moment. Uh, but first, I need to let you know that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is also brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try Built Bar. If you're looking to eat a, a little healthier in the new year, why not have something that is delicious and good for you? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. Built Bars are only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. You can order Built Bars at built.com and now you can get them at your local walmart or sam's club in the pharmacy section that is built bars protein bars that taste like candy bars all right we have got a lot of different feedback on uh, whether or not the la kings should go after jacob chikrin and our first uh this was again a uh, comments on the youtube episodes our uh, first one comes from jeff silverberg he says thanks eddie i very much appreciate your work LA Kings are playing well, and I would not want them to give up much to get Jacob Chikrin. Lots of other players to go after, and they still have a team now that looks unified and just coming together and into its own. Just patience, and let's see how this season goes. Let those players continue to develop and improve. Thank you, and of course, go Kings go. That was from Jeff. Uh, BS checks in and says, the Kings should go all in and try to expand a Chikrin trade and include goalie Kirill Vomelka. Now is the time to trade prospect depth. We have a lot of guys who will be stuck in the AHL because there are no spots for them on the NHL roster. We probably have to give up either QB or Spence as well, but we'd be an instant contender for the cup. Uh, so that was from BS, who is saying, absolutely go and get Jacob Chikrin. Uh, David says, I don't want Chikrin. He is way too injury prone for me. Uh, I would just, uh, it would disrupt the top, or excuse me, I would dispute that the top need is left-handed defense. I think the goaltending is the top need. I can't see LA going deep in the playoffs with a number one goalie who is over 30 and only played 30 NHL games coming into the season. His stats show him to be a middle-of-the-pack NHL goaltender, which isn't a dig on him. This is amazing from where he came from, but I don't see it as coupled with the stress of the NHL playoffs will be good, um, will, will be a good fact pattern for us in the playoffs hope i'm wrong again that was from david and i'm sorry i kind of butchered the end of it there david but um i would agree with you that um 
maybe ultimately goaltending is the biggest issue, but I just don't see the Kings being able to make a move uh, right now. And by the way, I kind of glossed over the fact that BS talked about getting Kirill Vilmilka uh, in a trade as well. That's a guy I think would, if he was on a good team, I think would be a really good goaltender. If they Rob Blake could pull off a deal to get Jacob Chikrin and Kirill Velmelka and maybe send Cal Peterson out or something insane like that. He would be GM of the year, but I, I unfortunately don't, don't see that happening. That would be a kind of a pipe dream. Um, but yeah, the goaltending could, I could, you make a good point. Goaltending, you could absolutely say is the number one need of the Kings. I just don't, I think they can add at left defense. I don't see them adding another goalie in the situation that they're in right now. I just don't think that that's feasible, but um, I could be wrong. Uh, this one comes from Mark Peters. And he says the Kings should pay the ransom for Chikrin. The Kings do not have a defenseman of his size and ability, and it's desperately needed. The current defensemen are undersized and have trouble clearing the front of the net. I'd be willing to trade Spence, Dursey, Grands, or anyone not named Clark. By adding Chikrin, the Kings will get the added toughness and grit lacking since the cup runs. I'd also like to see Velmelka included in, in a trade as well. Yeah, well. We'd, I think we'd all like to see that. That would be something. But uh, so there you go. A variety of opinions. Some people very strongly believing. Oh, I have one more to read. Sorry. I got ahead of myself. Uh, this one comes from Stuart. Uh, and he says, Clark, QB, Dursey, and Spence are all off the table. Don't even go there. Given their age, skill level, and potential. And some players take a couple of years, like Velarde, Kempe, and Tage Thompson. So it is way too early to know the ceiling on those players. In particular, it's crazy to even consider QB at age 20. Chikrin is good, but he's no Kale McCarr, so trading QB or Clark, et cetera, at this point would be a, a very bad move. Uh, but we don't have to worry about that. The latest rumors from trusted journalists is that Arizona wants two first-rounders and a prospect. I'm sure the two first-rounders are more of an issue for Rob Blake than finding a prospect to round out the deal that Arizona would find acceptable. So uh, another opinion on the the Jacob Chikrin potential trade with the LA Kings. So thank you to all who, uh, who commented uh, on the YouTube episodes and uh, appreciate your feedback on that. Um, we uh, have to talk about uh, some news involving the Kings. Um, we told you yesterday that Carl Grunstrom and Gabe Velarde suffered injuries recently. Uh, Grunstrom was placed on injured reserve. He will be out through the all-star break. As for Gabe Velarde, they say he's day to day. Don't know if he's going to play or not tonight. As a result, the Kings called up three players from the Ontario Reign, defenseman Tobias Bjornfoot and forward Samuel Vagimo and Alex Turcott, who was uh, mentioned in some of the comments earlier. Uh, Jordan Spence, if you didn't know, was sent back to Ontario before the New Jersey game. Um, so I'm not sure why they, they keep sending Jordan back and forth. Um, I guess Bjornfoot, obviously a little bit more defensive-minded. Maybe they feel like that's what they need uh, upcoming. Um, Vagimo, not a surprise he's had his ups and downs back and forth with the Kings as well. Uh, but Alex Turcott, um, he, as I mentioned on Wednesday's show, recently took a puck to the face, so he'll be wearing a full shield as he gets called up to L.A. Um, apparently is okay. We know he's had the concussion issues. Um, a guy who obviously was a very high pick for the Kings, but the injuries have derailed his, his growth and his progress so far. But he's done some nice things uh, in Ontario this year, so the Kings are giving him a little bit of time uh, at the NHL level, for at least for now. Not sure if he's going to get into any game action or not, but uh, certainly we'll look forward to see if Alex Turcott is able to get into the lineup or not. As for tonight's game, the Kings are hosting the Dallas Stars. Uh, this is the third and final meeting between the two teams. LA lost 5-2 in November in Dallas. The Kings won 3-2 January 3rd in LA. 
the Kings come in with a record of 25, 15, and 6 for 56 points, good enough for second place in the Pacific. Uh, LA is tied with Seattle in points, but the Kraken do have one more regulation win, so uh, they have the second spot. Actually, right now the Kings are in the third spot. Dallas checks in at 26, 13, and 7 for 59 points. They are tied with Winnipeg for the Central Division lead coming in. Kings are uh, coming off a 5-2 home loss to New Jersey this past Saturday, so four days off for LA going into this game. Dallas played last night in San Jose and lost to the Sharks 5-3. Dallas standout goalie Jake Ottinger, who's a Vezina Trophy finalist candidate, uh, played last night against the Sharks, so look for Scott Wedgwood to be in net for the Dallas Stars. Phoenix Copley expected to get the start for the LA Kings tonight. Face-off set for 7.30. It will be broadcast locally on Valley Sports West, and if you want to listen, you can hear it on the Kings iHeart Radio Network. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we will recap the game against the Stars. Hopefully, get to talk about a big win for the Kings. Uh, as you probably well know, if you want to interact with the show, get a question in maybe for next week's feedback show or anything else, uh, the email address is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at LockedOnLAKings and on Instagram at LockedOnLAKings as well. Thank you for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft. Plus, they've got rankings of the top prospects compared to every other team. That is Locked on NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I am Eddie Garcia. Thank you guys so much for another great feedback show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching Locked on LA Kings. And as always, go Kings go.